You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? Perfect organism. Cut the power. How could they cut the power, man? They're animals. I watched it too with trackers. It's an eight-foot creature of some kind with acid for blood, and it arrived on your spaceship. It kills on sight and is generally unpleasant. It's a queen. How did you know that? She'll breed. You'll die. Well, hello and welcome back to the Nostromo. I know myself, I'm in a Hawaiian shirt this afternoon. What about you, Ian? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in a Hawaiian shirt. And just for that authenticness, I've rubbed Virginia tin tobacco all over myself. Oh. Oh, I can almost smell it you through can, the speakers. Can, yeah. Yes, yeah. You know that's what Brett smells of, don't you? That, yeah, sweat, that and sweat. Sweat, sweat and, and uh, old tin tobacco. Do you, you don't get that now, do you, really? Tin tobacco. Does anyone still roll over it? Does anybody have any rough yeah. shags yes. anymore? Yeah. Mm. Um, but I remember when, when everything ends up talking about when we were kids, don't it? But when I was a kid, like... Um, one of my uncles, that's what he smelled of, uh, Wrigley's chewing gum and tin tobacco. And even now, because he wasn't a very nice man, even now, um, if I get that smell, my my flight flight or fight response kicks in. Really? Weird, yeah. But yeah, you just don't get it now. I don't no. know. Perhaps we'll no. go back to it with, with the economy tanking and everything. Yep. Could be. Could be going that way, yeah. yeah. So here we are, we're going to talk about Brett. Brett, the um, wonderful, wonderful Brett. Oh, Sammy boy, because his first yeah. name's Samuel. Samuel, yes, yeah. Which is um, one of your children, Samuel. He was is. It na- was he named after Brett? Uh, no, I didn't know that Brett was I, called Samuel back then. I think you should tell, tell him. I think you should uh, say, sit him down and say, son, it's time to go into why you're called Samuel, show him a picture of Brett. And if he isn't impressed and thankful, disown him. <laughs> Well, he's seen Alien, and yeah. he really likes Alien. Um, Who does Yeah, I, I think when I break that news to him, I'll have bought him a, a Hawaiian shirt, yep. a, a blue baseball cap, and some of those horrible French cigarettes. Yes, I think that's what that... Uh, I, yeah, what, what parent couldn't do more? Mm, yeah. Um, can you think of any other uh, heroic famous Samuels? I mean, Sam, Sam uh, Beckett. From Quantum Leap, of course. Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, he would yeah. Be, that would have been a different film, wouldn't it? Yeah. If he was Brett. <laughs> no, he, he he would have to be Parker, wouldn't he? He would have made a great Parker, actually. Yeah. If you if you, I mean, he's probably a bit old now, but if you were, like, if they if they ever, God forbid, did a remake in the like late nineties, yeah, Samuel L. Jackson would have been a shoe in. Yeah, Weirdly, he would have said a bit more than yeah. Goddamn, though, wouldn't he? he? Would have. Yeah, he would have. They'd have had to bleep it. Um, weirdly, though, you could have got Howie Dean to play Brett again because mm. he didn't change. <laughs> he has never, never changed, changed this guy. Um, yeah, when we get to uh, you know what he's appeared in, I'm yep. sure if we did seek out some of those you know 60s TV shows, yeah. he would well, have looked exactly the yeah. same. We've only got to watch Kelly's Heroes, um, and he hasn't changed a jot. And that was what 67, 
68, something like that. So 10 years before Alien. And he looked exactly the same. Same stubble, same sweaty stains. I, um, you've preempted me. I've just sent you an image of something oh, right. that I've written down, okay? Because my question was going to be, what do you know Harry Dean from? Oh, yeah, yep, and you've predicted that Ian will say Alien and Kelly's Heroes. Yep, yep. you know me so well. Uh, yeah, I know him from uh, Kelly's Heroes, Alien, uh, the utterly wonderful Repo Man, mm-hmm. um, and also, because I'm, I'm a huge uh, Deborah Harry fan, also, of course, the song she wrote as a tribute to him. Yes, yes. Um, I know him from one more thing, and it was yep. only a small role, but it was very oh. memorable. Yeah, I was going to say also Escape from New York, Yes. Oh, blimey. Yeah. How can I, I forget, forget that? that yeah. No. There's one more. One more. And he's the um, uh, he's the caravan park guy in Twin Peaks. Fire walk with me. Oh God, you're right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and he's um, barely in it. And yeah. but um, he was really film, memorable. Yeah. yeah. And he is great, isn't he? You know, he you is. see him he's in anything, brilliant. and yep. um, you know he. he he has screen presence. Usually when you say somebody's got screen presence, you're talking about some sort of like Hollywood superstar yeah. or a magnetic, you know, uh, you know, chiseled, you know, hunk of maleness. But you can also say that about Harry Dean. And you, yeah, wouldn't, he, you, you wouldn't describe him that way, but he has got charisma and he's got screen yeah. presence, hasn't he? Well, yeah, as soon, as soon as he's on the screen, your eyes are drawn to him. He dominates every scene he's in. Um, but I, I also can't really imagine him as a traditional leading man I can't see him doing that sort of role he was always the interesting character character actor that's yeah, the way to yeah. describe him isn't it yeah not yeah. leading man material no you can't you can't imagine him like doing Die Hard or something like that um, <laughs> I can't see Harry Dean running around a skyscraper no. in a vest Can no, you? I, I, I can't imagine it he, would, he wouldn't bother he's too cool for that <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, before we talk about the film, of course, we look for Life Before on this show, and uh, this is coming directly from Aliens. This is the stuff that was up on the screen, written by James Cameron, and James Cameron would have it that old Samuel Brett suffered a violent childhood. All right? Possibly. He's from Texas, isn't he? Yeah, uh, um, that's all it says. It doesn't go into details. Suffered from a violent childhood. After failing to graduate from the Nicholson Public High School in Hawks, West Virginia, he studied at the ICC Engineering Trade School on Earth, where he earned a degree in engineering. Prior to his posting to the Nostromo, Brett was assigned to the USCSS Nonabo, where he quickly struck up a strong bond with his superior, the vessel's engineer, Dennis Parker. Dennis! Dennis, both men later transferred to the Nostromo together in 2120. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think that's as as uh, far out as uh, some of the others we've had. For, no, it's just James this Cameron. violent childhood yeah. thing. Why, why why put that in, James? You know? Yeah, uh, perhaps perhaps James had a violent childhood. The trouble is, it was him causing the violence. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like, like that old joke, isn't it? It's like, I came from a broken home. I know, I broke it. Mm. Um... I don't know. I, there's this weird, there's this weird American ideal thing where, if you don't make it into something sexy, glamorous, that sort of thing, it must be because you've had some trauma in your past, or you, you, you know, you suffered a bad childhood. And 
it's like no one ever chooses to become you know an engineer or a mechanic why would you choose that mm. sorry James a lot of people do <laughs> can't all be stuck up hoity toity knobs like you mate no we can't no we can't alright so um when we first see him, of course, we see all of them. They're in the sleep yes. chamber. Yep. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to dip into the Alan Dean Foster novel. Oh, right, yep. Where um, usually he talks about their dreams, doesn't he? Yes. Uh, we're, yep. we're introduced by what they're dreaming about. Um, but he doesn't with Brett. Uh, what he says about Brett, here's his description of Brett. Let's see if it uh, uh, tallies with what we see on the screen. Brett was only listed as an engineering technician. That was a fancy way of saying he was just as smart and knowledgeable as Parker, but lacked seniority. The two men formed an odd pair, unequal and utterly different to outsiders, yet they coexisted and functioned together smoothly. In large part, their success as both friends and co-workers was due to Brett never intruding on Parker's mental ground. The tech was as solemn and phlegmatic in outlook and speech as Parker was voluble and volatile. Parker could rant for hours over the failure of a microchip circuit, damning its ancestry back to the soil from which its rare earth constitutes were first mined. Brett would patiently comment right. For Brett, that single word was much more than a mere statement of opinion. It was an affirmation of self. For him, silence was the cleanest form of communication. What do you think? think I think that's a good description of uh, Brett. Um, because, yeah, it, it's weird that he is technically Parker's junior, but he does all the work in this film, doesn't he? Up until mm. he dies, of course. Um, or does he die? Uh, yeah, he makes the flame. Uh, he makes the cattle prods. Um, I'm presuming he makes the, you know, the flamethrowers and that. Or, yeah, I, I think he's he's technically probably as good if not better than Parker but yeah he's just I don't think he would want to be in charge of a department no. um, Mitch and John over on the Alien Minute podcast yeah. they have Brett as a savant that he is you know far more savvy and with it than he cares to show Yeah, and there are clues all the way through the film that he is you know, he just doesn't want to, like you say, he doesn't want to take responsibility. He doesn't want to take, and he doesn't want to step up. He he's quite happy, yeah. you know, nudging people in the direction again, he thinks it should go. Yeah, again, though, that's a very, um, a very American attitude, isn't it? Is that, yeah, he must be a savant because he's not taken charge. He might not just want to. Yeah, it's, mm. it's, again, um, although. Although obviously played by as American an actor as you can get, all of these characters have got Britishness through and through them. Mm. Um, from you know Ridley Scott, lots of other influences, and yeah, it's a very British attitude. I mean, my dad had the same attitude in the, when he was in the RAF. He didn't want to rise above corporal, and he absolutely refused to do anything that would push him up past that because he had found his level. Mm. He was happy with it, and I think that's Brett. He's found his level. I think he's he's very happy to be serving on this grungy ship yeah. with his best mate. And why I, not? It sounds, I, like, exactly. it sounds like a great life to me. Well, personally, I, I can I can relate yeah. to that because where I am in my life now, I don't really want any more responsibility. No. I've I've done that in my past, and I'm quite happy where I am right now. And yeah, it quite suits me where I am right now. You yeah, know? yeah. Mm. But I think he is. I think he's a very clever man, Brett. Um, 
especially like in a lot of the deleted scenes, he, he was a lot more proactive. Yes, uh, yes. And verbose in the a lot of the deleted scenes. Um, so yeah, I think he was. I, I think even they would. He was just happy. I mean, this really is sort of a, a ship of 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 people who have got to that level in life, and that's where they sort of want to be, isn't it? Mm. Um, I think the only one that had ambitions of, of doing anything else or rising above uh, was probably um, Kane and Ripley to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah, Kane especially. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Kane, you could see, would at some point leave the ship to be want to be his own captain and that sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, I think Brett and Parker they found their lovely little niche. Yes. Their happy little rut. Yeah. And uh, if this, yeah. if if the events of the film had never happened, they would just carry on. Of course, they would. Yeah, they would just carry on. They would have gone back to Earth, unloaded their cargo or whatever happens wherever they were going with it, uh, and then do another trip. Yeah. Um, I don't. I get the feeling. They neither has family kicking about uh, that they would care about. Um, you get the feeling Brett might have a, an ex-wife or two somewhere, <laughs> you know, or three or four, or three or four. Um, but yeah, I think they're just they're happy where they are. They don't want something to come along and disrupt their harmony. Um, unfortunately, something does come along. Yes, yes. Yeah. But before all that comes along, I mean, we have the breakfast scene, and you know, yes. um, you know, there he is, he's in his yeah. white dressing gown, you're doing yeah. that hand gesture thing, you know, yeah. laughing weird, with Parker. Yeah. And, and of course, this is another, the first classic sign that, that Brett may well be the, the brains behind this partnership, is that he's the one that tells Parker to mention the bonus situation. Yeah. He mouths yeah. bonus to yeah. Parker, and he does two fingers. He does that rub. I'm, I don't know why I'm doing yeah. it. I'm doing it on my mouth. Now, he does this rub on the side of his mouth, signaling two, yeah. right? Now, what does that mean? Is he saying the two of us, you've got to talk for the two of us, or is he saying 2%? We want two uh, percent more. I, yeah. I don't understand this gesture he does with two yeah. fingers. I think um, he was. I mean, I've always took it that he was just distracting. If anyone saw him, he was, oh, no, no, I was just rubbing my mouth, sort of thing. Because again, I think he's steering Parker, but he doesn't want to be seen as the one. No. In charge doing it. He's, I don't uh, think anybody sees that he does that because immediately no. Parker says, "Oh yeah, I just forgot yeah. something, man." Yeah. <laughs> and he launches into it. Because I suppose the question is, if Brett hadn't have pushed Parker, would Parker have mentioned it? Probably not. No, no. no. Because he uses Parker's opening thing to then yeah. say, "Mr. Parker and I feel the bonus yeah. situation." Dot dot dot. You know. Yeah, I, I get the feeling that. I don't, I don't. I don't think. Well, I suppose unions in America were big in the sort of fifties, sixties, and that not so much now. But I got. The, I get the feeling that that Brett would have been someone in the union, not running it, not the the shop steward, but he would have been the he would have been the Bernard Breslau in mm. Carry On at Your Convenience. <laughs> Gold blimey! There's, yeah. there's a reference, blimey. <laughs> Yes, yeah, no, that, yeah, that's, that, that is good. I, I didn't yeah. think of him as being like that, but yes, yes. In fact, can you imagine Alien with Bernard Breslau and... Um, oh, uh, Sid James? No, the Randall and Hopkirk. Uh, oh, Kenneth Cope. Kenneth Cope. Sorry, yeah. I couldn't think of the name. Can you imagine them <laughs> in this role? Oh, blimey, that would be a different that film as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, that would be a good film. Yeah. 
So that's the breakfast thing. We next see him and Parker. They're brought back for Dallas's explanation. Yes. And, and, and he's dressed now. Now, what do you think of, of his I, outfit? I like his look. I wish I could carry off a look like that, but I, I can't. I did. And I'm sure you're the same. At some point, you bought a Hawaiian shirt because of Brett. I know I did. Well, the one I'm wearing right now, I don't, I don't think I bought it because I, I, it's a homage to Brett, but I definitely owned a few over the years. Yeah, yeah. I um, well, I definitely tried um, to do Brett's uh, coat, the jacket, because at one point you could get those A2 uh, flight jackets for like three quid each yes. from Army Surplus, yeah. and, and I remember like trying to work out. This is pre-internet before you had like the the sites that list every part of all the costumes trying to work out what all the ribbons what are these things is it tassels and i i sort of did the closest i could do i wish i still had that jacket it probably wouldn't fit me now um but yeah so and then i again i'm probably talking for myself but i imagine have you got a baseball cap with the Nostromo badge on or i had, had one, in the one. Past? yeah i yeah. I've definitely had one what was that um something merchant traders thing it was an american company you know it was always advertising starlog back oh, in the I 80s remember. yes yeah and uh, it's the only place you could buy them from yeah um and yeah 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 i definitely it, it didn't fit yeah. me at all well i no, remember that I, you've got to have a certain look to carry off that trucker type cap yes um, i much prefer the the vietnam era sort of quint style cap mm, yeah. to that to, like the tall one that brett wears but yeah, I, I remember you know trying to track down a, a, a cap with a scrambled egg on the, the mm. brim, which was very hard to get hold of. I ended up having to glue my own on. Um, yeah, I think I think he has got the most standout costume in this film. Yes, other yeah. than obviously Ripley's uh, right at the end. No, it, it, it is fabulous, and I yeah. love his jacket. It's always a toss-up between yeah. his and Dallas's. Which I prefer, but I think I like the you know, yeah. the, the earthy colours of yes, I think so, Brett's yeah. more, um, and I love the way he wears it. And like in all the publicity shots, he's wearing it in such a slouchy <laughs> way. It's it's great. Slouchy really is a good yeah. good word for him. Yeah. yeah, I mean this ship does not have a uniform, does it? I mean Ash well, wears a uniform. Yeah. It does. It does. It, it has. It has yeah. uniformity of. Like they're all wearing the same style of shirt, and they've each and they got the badge. Got, no, no. Yeah. By that, I mean you know it's not a strict uniform oh, no, code. No. Can you, you imagine? Uh, can you imagine Brett in Starfleet? <laughs> no, no. Brett on the on the Enterprise yeah, down in the no, engine room with yeah. Scotty. Uh, no. Yeah, I just you can imagine his um, his Lycra jumpsuit. It's just got huge pit stains, <laughs> right? You know, sweat stains on it. <laughs> And uh, yeah, Jordi LaForge is sort of constantly bringing him up on report for the smell. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, Lord, yes. But what, what's really weird though is um, he's also. I, I do think that his look is iconic because almost every Alien ripoff had a Brett character with the baseball cap and mm-hmm. the, the fag out of the mouth. Uh, even to the point where, like, there was a. Do you remember the backup uh, Doctor Who strip? And it was on a planet. F- spiders and these spiders were hatching from eggs yes do you yeah. remember and there was and there was a character in that and baseball cap looked just like brett um i think yeah i think he's iconic i think 
this this is this is the sort of the look that people remember from yeah this in fact you're, you're you're making me think of uh alien covenant the pilot guy with the cowboy yep. hat yeah. scruffily dressed you know yeah that's a homage or a, yeah, a, a, a so, nod yeah. to brett as well isn't it yeah, yeah. E- every film after this had to have this style of character this um, sloucher slouchy laid back you know, most of them would end up talking like Slim Pickens for some reason. Yeah, um, yeah, he he is definitely uh, this sort of character, uh, definitely iconic. Uh, and I I think he was the first. I can't think of. I can't imagine uh, a, someone looking like Brett in Mario Bava's Planet of the Vampires. Can you? No, but I can see somebody like Brett in Dark Star. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Maybe his lineage comes from Dark Star, be, you know, yeah. because that was truckers in space, and they were spaced out, weren't they? And yes. uh, <laughs> yeah, literally. yeah. And in fact, um, um, Doolittle does wear uh, yeah. a, a Hawaiian shirt right, in that yes. film at, at one point, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. De- definitely. Um, so maybe you, that's where Brett comes the, from. Yeah. Did you ever see the? Um, it's very rare now, and not many people know it. So, so they did a version of Alien in airplane style and it was either, it was called uh, The Creature Wasn't Nice in the UK or Spaceship no uh, I've never heard of it yeah it's really good it's got Patrick McNee in it and it's 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 alien but done airplane so it's all tongue in cheek and there's a, there's the engineer character in that um, he's I can't think of the actor's name but he played Bud the Chud in uh, in the sequel film um, and yeah he's he's a combination of of Brett and Parker, but he's got that very, very grungy Brett look. Um, well, it's worth tracking down. It's it's incredibly silly, uh, but it is worth tracking I've down. I've never heard of yeah. it. I mean, why doesn't it? And did they have a lawsuit or something? I don't. I don't think. I think it's just. It could. It could be legal rights or something. But you just oh, never just see it. it up. Yeah. It's got Cindy Williams in it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And it's really worth for for fans like you and me. It's worth watching because there's loads of like. Um, monster footage in it from other films and there's some some sort of behind the scenes or alternate takes from um uh the metaluna creature from uh what this uh, island earth this island earth yeah running about in a comedic fashion it's great it's a really good film it doesn't quite hold up it's not as clever as alien uh sorry as airplane right but yeah well worth a watch if you can track it down i'll, I'll have a look see if it's on youtube later hmm Okay, no, where I were we? Let, where we were? Uh, iconic Brett, yes. Yeah, so oh look, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. brilliant. Love they, it. yeah, they come in and you know this yep. nudging of Parker to you know set it off. I mean, you know, when Dallas says, you know, um, you know, uh, the course of our journey home has yep. been interrupted, um, he says, "So what?" Which yeah. makes Parker giggle, and that sets Parker yeah. off on the well. On if you want to pay me, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you watch Brett, Brett's watching him, and he, he is very keenly watching and listening in to see how this conversation's going to go. Yeah, I think I think he uses uh, Parker as his sort of blocker, doesn't he? He sends him out front, see the lie of the land before sort of putting any effort into uh, into showing his side. Mm. So I think it's really clever, and again, wonderful writing, wonderful characterization. Yeah. And, you know, I always think of, of, of Brett, uh, Brett and Parker United, and you always remember the, you know, uh, the Parker moments, and then there's Brett and stuff. But if you're watching, 
when we finish with you know what we see on the theatrical version, we're going to talk about the deleted scenes. Yes. But but here is an instant of this more you know uh, coming to the fore, Brett, in that when Ash says you know we must investigate any sign of intelligent life, he says we don't know it's intelligent. Yeah. Which is a very valid point, isn't it? Yeah. Which is is very valid and also very um, sort of unionish way of looking at it, and it? it's like the law says we have to in- investigate. He immediately spots the loophole to get out of it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's great. Um, it was all, it always sort of annoyed me on the the old pan and scan that in this part of the film, Brett's off screen. Yeah, you don't see him. Yeah, at all. You don't see him. He's at it, left of the frame, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. yeah, it's it's a shame because yeah, when you when you watch it in sort of full scope, yeah, he's 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 driving this. Yeah, everyone thinks it's Parker, but it's not. Brett is driving this. He's driving it, but he's on the back seat, isn't yeah. he? You know, yeah. So when they go in and they're going down to the planetoid, um, he says, you know, they must have lost the shield, and he's chewing on one of those Holden cigarettes yes. we were talking about last week on Blade Runner in character. These these horrible yeah. yellow cigarettes, um, and uh, later on, you know, we get an assessment from him on Ripley coming down so you better stay the fuck out of my way (laughs) he goes I'll tell you that Um, and then when she does come down you know he's there lighting a cigarette with a blowtorch and he he, that's so cool yes (laughs) that's so cool and he says he doesn't want to do any more work until the bonus situation is worked out Uh, Rip he he calls her Rip doesn't he yeah I'd love to to sort of see the the backstory of this because we know Ripley's new to this ship um, she signed on just before this trip um, I'd love to know why they hate her I imagine she came on a bit strong as well, far I think as so. uh, probably wanting them to tidy up their uh, their engine room take down all the girly posters in the, the rec room yeah I imagine that's what's happened isn't it? she's come on yeah. throw, I... throw in the uh, warrant officer role about a bit yeah, you know how I said once, and I was on the Parker episode about how they remind me of when I used to be a projectionist and you're up yeah. in your little part of the building, which is like your part of the spaceship yeah. and, you know, uh, the, the the people in control don't really know what you're doing up there and that. And I remember one time we had a new manager come in exactly the same way. She wanted to go places in the company. She yeah. told me once, I'm going to the top in this company and immediately put everybody's noses out of joint yeah. because she's making changes without actually thinking about, well, is this going to work, or consulting anyone. And it gets everyone's backs up, and I think yep. that's exactly what Ripley's I doing on the Nostromo. It's that, it's that mentality of change for change's sake, isn't it? It's like, I've come in, so I have to make changes. And you see this all the time in business, um, which is why I think it's so mad that they keep, you know, the idea is a CEO rotates every six months and goes from company to company. And it's it's madness because all these changes come in, and eventually you go back to the way you were doing it. Yeah. But yeah, we I think we've all been there where like a manager will come in and go, ah, oh, I think you should move that over there. No, no, it's better off there. Well, I think you should move it over for pointlessness' sake. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the Americans got a good word for it, it, which is chicken shit. It's anything that makes your life <laughs> it's... more difficult, your job more difficult for no gain. And I yeah, I imagine that's what Ripley's done, and 
these are the wrong two to do yeah. to. Yeah, if anybody's going to have a problem yeah. with her, it's going to be these two, isn't yes. it? You know, and uh, so there you go. That's that. Uh, Brett is silent all the way through the examination of the face yeah. hugger that's on Kane's face. He's in the corridor. Uh, all we get out of him is a what's going on when Dallas runs past, you know, when the acid yeah. has uh, burnt through the floor. Um, he has to give Dallas his pen, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, I love that scene, yeah. I love it when he hands it back to him as well. <laughs> it's like, what the, what am I supposed to do with this? What am I meant to do with this? Yeah, it's, it's, it's brilliant. Classic, uh, yeah. classic Brett. And, yeah, later on he reckons they shouldn't have landed on this damn ball um, yeah. when he's talking to Parker. Um, and, uh, yeah, after they've taken off, he's rolling a cigarette while still having one. Yeah. <laughs> he's already Always got one at the one side ready, of his yeah. mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have that whole scene about, you know, he always says right to anything that Parker says. Yeah, which again is, it's, it's a great little scene. It's, it's such a characterful moment. Um, t- tends to be overlooked between the, you know, because we've got these massive sort of scenes going on and then you've got this lovely little bit, but it's, it's great. And it shows that there is a little bit of a thaw in there when they're not, you know, Ripley's almost trying to get on with them and they're trying to get on with her. It's like this this major thing has happened, so let's let's just try and get on and they're they're having a, almost a laugh and then Dallas just kicks the <laughs> right, knock it off. Out. Yeah. That's <laughs> oh, awful. Yeah. That gets me every time. So it's the little bits like that where you can so identify. Because yes. it's happened to all of us, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I, I think they're great. But yeah, I, I love it. Uh, it's like, he's just a regular parrot. <laughs> <laughs> Something I've, um, you know, never used to see because what you were saying earlier about the pan and scan thing is yeah. when, um, you know, uh, they go to see Kane and Kane's woken up. Um, he's at the right of the frame and therefore would have been cropped. Um, <coughs> oh, oh. Pardon me. Oh, bless you. Um, <coughs> it's because I didn't have a drink. Oh, there you go. Let me just grab a drink, sorry. Okay. Now, while you're swigging, I'll say, you know, on the he's at the far right of the frame, therefore he would have been cropped and, and, and missing. Is yes. When they're all standing there, you know, looking at Kane, he's laughing and smiling. He's got his hands behind his yeah. back. When, when... Oh, he's, he's overjoyed that. Well, from his point of view, this is over now. Yes. Um, yeah, and he, like you say, he... <coughs> Pardon me, God, my throat. I... I... I swallowed and sort of coughed at the same time. And it's like, oh, my body's gone, no, you're not doing that. <laughs> um, yeah, he's overjoyed. He thinks this is now over. It, presumably, you know, this is his friend is now back up and running. Kane's off, you know, ha- it looks like he's recovered. Yeah, he's he's really happy. And it's like, when it's like, where are we? It's like, back to the old freezerinos. Yeah, it it's, it's brilliant. <laughs> it's such a good line. I love that fake laugh when he does yeah, the old uh-huh. freezerinos yeah. line. And something I've never noticed before is, as he says that and he does his little fake laugh, we cut to Ash. And if you look, it yeah. looks like Ash is actually patting Brett on the shoulder or on the back yeah. and smiles, you know? Yeah, this, this is as close as we get to a harmonious camaraderie. <laughs> pretty much for the whole film isn't it and you there's this palpable sense of of thank god that's over mm. and of course as an audience we know we know it's not over yeah yeah last time we were on this show we were talking about elgin you know and yes. the uh, the pirate crew and you know they're just so bland and, and yeah. no character but here we you have bucket loads of character well, don't this, you <clears throat> this is what and i think it's not just the alien films in 
in particular, but filmmaking in general, is we've lost this this way of of having characterization with a look, mm. with a uh, you know a, a grimace, with a a facial tick, with a like you say clapping hand on the back. Everything's just now sort of stand and say it to camera. Mm. You've got it's again it's um, tell don't show is filmmaking now. And yeah, you can the difference between the 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 crew of the Betty and the crew of the Nostromo is light years, isn't it? Yes, it's, yeah. it's mad. I d- well, I know. Like say we when we spoke about Elgin, you could you sum his character up like you could Brett? He didn't have a character. To he didn't have one. Up. No, you're yeah, and that's that's the trouble. Um, yeah, Brett. Harry Dean gets more into one look to camera, one smirk, one laugh, one smile, one line, one word, than a whole page of dialogue from from the Betty crew. It, yeah. It's astonishing. It's astonishing this is the same universe. <laughs> well, I think we're going to say this an awful yeah, lot, aren't I we? I think so, yes. Yeah. Okay, we have The Last Supper, don't we? And Kane. Yes. Um, I'm sorry, sorry, Brett. Really, uh, he's the guy who's got the job of holding Kane's legs yes. down um, yeah. du- during that, and uh, he finally takes centre stage, and you know, literally takes centre of frame, and has uh, some meaty dialogue uh, sometime later when he's constructed his cattle prod. This is just an ordinary prod, like a cattle prod. It's got a portable battery. Insulated all the way here, all the way up to here. Just make damn sure nobody puts their hand on the end of it. Shouldn't damage a little bastard unless it skins thinner than ours. But it will give him a little incentive. I just have to find it. I've taken care of that. I've designed this tracking device. We just set it to search for a moving object. So. Hasn't got much of a range, but when you get within a certain distance, it'll start to give off a signal. What's it key on? Micro changes in air density. Give me a demo. anyone see this thing or catch it in the net that Parker's holding on his lap? Parker, I don't want any heroics out of you, all right? Catch it, put it in the airlock. Channels are open on all decks. I want you to communicate, keep in touch at all times, all right? Let's go. There's a few scenes um, that were cut that were Brett-centric. But, yeah, we've got this one... Left in, which is yeah, where he's demoing the cattle prod, uh, and it's great. Uh, your eyes don't leave him. No, and he's no. just describing a, a tool, basically. Yeah, shouldn't hurt the little yeah. bastard, but it will give yeah. him an incentive. You know, <laughs> it's all great stuff. It is really good. Yeah. So yeah, they're going to go off. Um, you know, he, Parker, and Ripley. They've got the net and the uh, motion tracker, and so off they go down yeah. onto sea deck. Uh, they fix 12 module, um, which I guess is the lighting because the, the lights come back system, on. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. seem surprised that lights are off again because they thought they'd fixed it. Yeah, yeah, um, and they pick up a signal on yeah. Ash's box, 
and um, and they go into the storage room. They go into this storage room where all the lockers are. And of course, this shot, you know, the angle of the shot from the camera to the door and the blue light coming through the door before they come in. James Cameron completely copied. That's exactly the same shot that he did for the Narcissus at the beginning yeah. of Aliens when the, uh, the, the camera arm thing comes yes. in. Yeah. It's exactly the same. Yeah, James Cameron uh, stealing things. <laughs> Dances with one. Um, I can't imagine he would. Yeah, and of course, you know, these three, the whole crew, they still think it's a small creature. Yes. They still yeah, think it's still a creature. The, yeah, they're looking size for the of a cat. Burst there, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, because it, it's one of those things where, when you're, you know, you're if you've watched these films before and you're familiar with, you know, the alien, it always seems a bit weird that they're almost nonchalantly trying to catch this thing in a net and you're like what the hell but yeah they from their point of view they're just looking for this toothy sausage <laughs> i've never heard it called a toothy sausage before put it on a t-shirt you know <laughs> a nice picture of a face hugger with toothy sausage yeah. yes saying about that do you remember um you sausages remember the, yes i do yeah, you remember sausages uh no do you remember the um the 3d latex Chestbursters shirts. I, I about Starlog. Do you remember? That? I do, and I remember um, I got one, and yeah. I, I I cut it off. And my friend Ian, you know, I said about the other Ian that I went up to see Aliens with. You know, is this, that is massive... this the guy that used to ruin posters? Stick them on the. Wall no, 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 no. That's Martin. No, Ian is the guy. You know, we went up to you know the press yeah. screening of um, you know Aliens, and we had that mad dash across yeah. London to only come back to the place where we started from um he was floor staff at the time um at the cinema and i can remember buying one of those t-shirts cutting the chest burster out and gluing it onto his work shirt and then putting lots of red paint down it so oh, when he was tearing tickets that first week of aliens yeah he had one of them it was all it was all spongy it, you, you yeah. could squeeze it up it wasn't solid at all was it no well i remember um trying to make one because i you know, you saw him in Starlog, and it, back then, now we used to like send it away for things around the world. Yeah. Since back then, you could if it were, if yeah, if you couldn't get in your local shop, that was the end of it. You know, because you had to write a check or something and pay postage and stuff. So I remember trying to make one out of some latex and some foam and stuff like that. It, it wasn't very good. That no. was more of a toothy sausage. I think. <laughs> you haven't got a photo of that, have you? I haven't. No, I wish I did. I wish I. What about your jacket? Have you got a photo of your jacket that you made? Oh, I might have actually. Yeah, I'll have a look. See if I got that. Yeah, dig it on out. I'm I'm going to dig out a photo and put it on Facebook because um, when you see this like roving shot of the storage room and the lockers yep. and that, you see some spare spacesuits. Yes. There hanging up. Um, you know, they're not the spacesuits of the type that um, you know they go out onto the surface or Ripley wears, but one of them hanging there, I've actually touched it. Oh. I've actually fondled that very yeah. spacesuit because in 1979, 1980, uh, there was a Starburst science fiction convention in London and uh, you had an awful lot of stuff there and it was there and it was just right. like hanging on a hanger. 
Yes, you may have the days when you could just go up and fumble. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they had a lot of um, Phil Ray was there, and you had lots yeah. of uh, stuff from Space Nineteen Ninety Nine, and they were just on tables. There yeah. was no barrier around them, and I can remember that. I know, as I say, I, t- I took some photos. I'll put it on Facebook. Yeah, I, I can remember, you know, just studying the stitching and and squeezing the glove because it had built-in gloves into the suit, and you were allowed to just handle them. That seems very odd now. So so long ago, wasn't it? Um, yeah, there's there's loads of um, background details in Alien on the Nostromo, isn't there? And you, you start to think, you know, is part of their their job to actually do some mining or to to do other stuff? And it, it's fascinating stuff because there's so much detail in these, and you see them, yeah, in just long shot. It's, it's astonishing the, the effort that went into it. Oh, the, it's just layer upon layer yeah. upon layer, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That's why we, we used to study the old uh, photo novel. Just boy, did going, boy. What's the story behind this tractor? <laughs> I want to yeah. know. We're almost yeah. at the tractor because, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, we have Jones scene, don't we? And uh, we it's do, the yeah. cat, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, it's a cat, man. It's just a cat. I love that, that, that Brett almost has a sort of a... a a love it, hate it relationship with Jane Z, mm. um, and the fact that yeah, he goes off, and you know he's probably done this before, because he seems so. Ah, oh, gotta get the cat. I bet he's. I bet he's had to go and track that cat down amongst mm. the, the the machinery before. He looks very worried, doesn't he? When Parker he does, says, yeah. "You go off." I mean, this is the only daft moment in Alien is is the logic, but you can explain it because they still think the alien yep. is just cat sized. Yeah. And they, from their point of view, they've searched all this bit anyway. They think it's cat-sized, and they're tracking. Yeah, it's, it, it is a, a a slight push to credulity that they split up. But again, it's a haunted house in space. It's that sort of mentality, and it? it's the I'll go and search the cellar. But at least with this, yeah, they, from their point of view, even if this thing jumps out at Brett. They, they think they can handle it. Yeah, just give it a kick. Yeah, and, just, and it'll be all right. just, give it, just give it a kick in the sausage, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, he goes off to find Jones, yep. um, you know, here, kitty, kitty, and it's all It's quite that. a long sequence, isn't it? When you watch it, it's quite... It's like a four-minute sequence of Brett but on I don't, his own. I don't it's mind great, it at all. I don't mind... This isn't yeah. padding, is it? What, what do you think all that water dripping down is? Well... Uh, I've got information shortly on behind the scenes Um, and yeah Ridley has come up with an explanation for the detractors that say why have you got water there is it alien wee wee is the alien up in the rafters because this is um, this is one of the the sequences that there's multiple versions of this Mm -hmm. um, ranging from the theatrical version then you've got the director's version then you've also got a, a longer which I think is the best the the cut they didn't use is the best cut, I think. And you actually see the alien up in the rafters above yes. Brett before you see it, which I understand why they cut because it does it stops that jump when when he does sort of corner Jonesy. Um, but yeah, it, it it's interesting because I, I when I even when I was watching it as a kid, I used to think uh, it's that, that alien wee wee. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd never thought that. I never thought no. that. That shows the difference between our childhood. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, he, off he goes um, into the gold leaf garage, this thing that they called the temple or the vault. Uh, oh, they right. were the two nicknames for this this gold leaf 
room. But just before he goes in, we've got this great shot of the rear of his jacket, you mm. know, with that lovely Nostromo uh, lettering on it. Um, and he's basically, he's being led into there by Jones. Now, yeah. we've said before, is Jones an android? And if that's the case, is Jones luring him there? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, because I suppose we'll, we'll end up talking on now. Um, soon-to-be new podcast, Blade Runner character. We'll have to discuss the um, the whole uh, link between the two universes. But yeah, we've 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 wondered whether Jones is an android, or even if Jones, being a cat, has it made a deal with the alien? <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll bring you some uh, some food. I'll bring you din dins. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This this garage. I mean, it's all gold leaf. Uh, yep. and, 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 you know, and it looks very beautiful and that was a, the idea of Ridley Scott and Roger Christian yep. um, you know because you know this is still the 70s and in everyone's mindset you know the, the, the Moonlander was cut, covered in gold foil gold leaf wasn't it you know yep. um, plus you know in the early 70s you had the um, or the mid 70s you had the Tutankhamun exhibition in London yep. where yeah, everything's go- gold gold gold, gold. exotic didn't yeah, and if you look around the frame, there's a ton of Roger Christian dressing there. Oh, and amazing, yeah. You've got vehicles, you've got tractors, um, et cetera, et cetera. And, and this is a, a, a holdover from Walter Hill's original script where they were basically prospectors. They weren't just pulling a refinery back to Earth. They, they would actually go to a planet, they would go down to the yeah. planet and do prospecting. And that's what all this stuff in the room which, is. Which makes sense. I remember on the um, the the massively expensive laserdisc box set that came out for Alien, and there was loads of, of I mean, just exhaustive notes and stills and shots. And one of the features that my uh, my player had is you could, rather in a Blade Runner fashion, you could zoom into a small portion of the screen, and it would make it screen oh, right. so you could zoom in. And I remember spending hours on this sequence just looking at all the details and what it because it was um laser disc it didn't deteriorate that much like vhs would when you zoomed in so yeah i remember looking at these tractors and the stuff on the wall and trying to work out what they were made from what purpose did they have um it's a it's a exercise in set dressing in itself oh, it's fantastic I'd like to know yeah. what happened to it all I've got a feeling it was Probably all junked, yeah. taken back to the junkyard yeah, yeah. because they, this is where Roger Christian got a lot of the stuff from wasn't it yeah. it was from the place in Norfolk the uh, the aircraft uh, scrapyard yeah. yeah well I know a, a lot of the props only survived because they they were sent to um, Groundman's Chinese Theatre weren't they for the, yes. the, the, the the exhibition that was in front of the cinema and then that's where uh, what's his face Bob Burns Bob Burns got hold of a lot of it but yeah it was all just junked wasn't it it was yeah well the studio didn't need it anymore no. did they no okay um, so he's in that room he finds the skin the shedded yeah. skin now of course Brett at that point should have gone back and said oi look what I found you know but he presses on doesn't he yeah I wonder what he thought it was because if we found that, if you found that around your house, you would be a bit worried, wouldn't you? But it's like, Brett, it's like, yeah, oh well, someone else's problem. Maybe and he thought somebody's goes, been yeah. skinning a sausage. Could be. Or perhaps he thought, I mean, I wonder if he thought, oh, that's all right, Jones has got the little critter and ate it. 
Oh, it might be. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't think about that. Yeah. So we have a POV shot. We've only had one yes. in this film, and that was at the beginning where we're wandering around the corridors, but we have a POV shot into the landing leg room. Yeah. This huge, colossal room. Uh, I've got information on it in behind the scenes with the water dripping, which I'll yep. talk about in behind the scenes. And uh, this moment, totally unnecessary moment, where Brett stops and washes his face. Yeah. It's a brilliant moment, and that was Harry so, Dean Stanton's idea, wasn't it? it? It's really good. It's so characterful, and everyone remembers it. And I, I often think that's probably the first wash he's had in a while. <laughs> I always remember the sound, the sound of the yeah. water drops on the peak of his cap. I can hear it now. Yeah. Now that you've said it, I can hear it now. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's such a good sequence. It's so, I mean, it doesn't make really a lick of sense. Because, uh, again, what, if that, I don't, I, I'm presuming that water's meant to be like condensation off the engines or something like that. And you think, well, don't wash in it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, he finds Jones cornered. Yep. Who, who starts to come I love come out. also Harry Dean I don't know whether it's ad-libbed or whatever, where he's going Jonesy jo- here Jonesy here kitty 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 and he goes what's this kitty crap Rap. Jones <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is very Brett isn't it's it it's brilliant yeah. and yeah. Any, anyone that owns a cat or oh, let me rephrase that anyone that that a cat lets them pretend that they own it <laughs> um <laughs> You know that point where you're you're calling for your cat and it's not coming, so you go you go a bit um, you go a bit formal. Yes, <laughs> and it's, it's brilliant. I love that. I bet they do as well. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Jones starts coming out. We see yes. the the alien's tail drop down in the background, yeah. and uh, Jones hisses. And of course, you know, on set that was achieved by them having an Alsatian behind a piece of oh, cardboard. Right. Oh, that's a bit yeah, cruel. yeah, that's what Rid- Ridley Scott said. The the dog was all right; it wasn't going to attack the cat, but the cat yeah, started the cat coming out. They moved the cardboard out yeah. the way, <laughs> and that's why we get the reaction of the I hiss you, and the I backing you was away. Say they uh, they showed it pictures of James Cameron. So. <laughs> this is your next director. Yeah, and that's why he backs off. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, we see the alien fully come down, and that's when the music yeah. starts, doesn't it? Yeah. So the fir- and I, the, the first we see this alien, the first we see of the full size alien is seen, um, and it, 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 of course it's uh, Eddie Parker, isn't it? It's Eddie Powell. Powell, sorry, yeah, Eddie Parker was the mummy stuntman, wasn't he? <laughs> um, Eddie Powell, because um, uh, yeah, the, the the tall fellow didn't uh, <laughs> didn't want to be hung. Upside again, down. I've got yeah. no, no. He did, yeah. but he had enough of it. Again, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll explain some more um, in behind the scenes. All right. Yes. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, the music starts because we've had silence and just the jangling yes. of cane uh, chains and the dripping of water up until now. Um, but Brett realizes something's up and he turns round, doesn't yeah. he? He does. Yes. This this is where there's a. Uh, you can find it on YouTube actually, but it was on. I remember the first time I saw it, it was on the latest box set. There's a much longer sequence where the original idea was that the alien sort of semi hypnotizes you, like a, mm-hmm. uh, a snake, um, and, and Brett fights against this. And it's a great scene. And then at the end, when he calls out for Parker, it's so heart destroying. It's. Yeah, oh, it's, it's great. It's a great scene. But we get a, a much curtailed version on the theatrical cut, don't we? We do. We do. And, yeah, I mean, in that one where he calls Parker, he, he's making this, like, groan noise, yeah. isn't he? You know, yeah, he's, but... he's sort of trying to fight the fact that it's 
it's got him in its hypnotic stare. Yeah, but in this, he, he looks just stunned, yeah. doesn't he? And Harry Dean Stanton has said he doesn't like his bit of acting. He says, I can't do terror. But I think it works I think perfectly it's fine. Yeah. yeah, It's shock and awe, isn't it? It's just, he's, he's absolutely stunned by this thing. Yeah. And we see a close-up, finally. Yeah. It's the first time we ever see this close-up of, yes. of the alien's mouth uh, uh, as it opens its mouth and, the, you know, the tongue's about to come out. It's the first time we ever see it in it, any of these films. I'm always put off by it, by on the right-hand side, so its left cheek, there's a piece of condom that's wobbling yeah. like mad. It's shaking like mad. And my, I always go to this little bit of a rubber johnny, you know, just <laughs> shaking away. Um... And we get a split-second head puncture. Yeah. He falls to the floor. Jones looks evil, and he's pulled back up, and we go Jones back to Jones. Jones doesn't look evil. Jones looks lovely. All right, looks. But yeah. all this, you know, the, the, yeah. the, 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 the punch to the head, falling to the floor, Jones looking, pulled up, yeah. back to Jones, is about, what, one and a half seconds. It's a masterclass it's a, yeah, in it's editing. A great, yeah, it's, it's it. The version we see on the theatrical cut is shocking. I, I, I can wholeheartedly see why they didn't use the extended version um, but I do like that version but yeah this is it's shocking it's the first because it's not the first death because obviously Kane's been killed but this is the first death by a proper alien warrior and we like I say I'd, I'd love to be able to go back and see the first reactions you know people that had ne- hadn't seen the toy hadn't didn't know what it looked like and were expecting the the chestburster, yeah, and see this thing and attack him, but it's great. Yeah, he gets he gets one of the best deaths, I think. Yeah, this isn't a stupid yeah. death. This isn't no, going no. on the stupid death no, not list. At all. This, this is, <laughs> and it's shocking because we. This is the up to this point, he's the closest we've got as the comic relief character. Yeah, and we like him. Yeah, we like him, and it's shocking that he he gets killed in this fashion. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the deleted scene when Parker and Ripley come in and Parker gets bathed in his blood? Well, there's, again, there's, there's two cuts of that. Um, there's one cut which is... It, it goes on for several beats too long. And you can, you can see uh, Yafet Koto is like, are they going to cut? Are they going to cut? And he, he says Brett's name once too often. Mm-hmm. Um, but the version they used on the theatrical cut, I thought it was all right because... There's always, there's always a bit of a, a continuity thing, isn't there? That in the theatrical cut, Brett gets taken away. Parker and Lambert uh, don't run in. And of course they were running in because in the original version, he was calling Parker's name, so he's coming to save his mate. Hmm. So that none of that happens in the theatrical cut. And then Parker goes, the son of a bitch was huge. Hmm. Like, you weren't there. Yeah. You it, didn't that... see it. So it does throw up a little bit of a, a continuity error. Um, uh, by cutting it out, uh, yeah, I, I'm torn because I think the the director's cut has some has great merit, but also I really loved the theatrical cut. I think it was damn near perfect. Yeah, I do um, prefer the theatrical. Yeah. I, I, I I like what we've always yeah. seen. You know, yeah, because so, it, it it also <clears throat> throws up a, another continuity error later on so in, in when we get to the, the the famous cocoon sequence um brett's there with his face and he hasn't got a hole in his head or anything no so what yeah because we've just seen the 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 alien absolutely destroy his uh, starlog patch cap yep um, 
which is great if you if you go to the photo novel or you freeze frame on that and go thing that is not a, that's a paper cutout yes on a plasticky looking cap it's not the same at all it's brilliant yeah i don't like the idea of the whole cocoon no. sequence brett and dallas being cocooned i, um, I think the the idea is okay because obviously it was you know there was no queen and the queen is is although it's a great creature it's a bit of a silly idea um but i just think it wasn't it wasn't filmed particularly well. Again, I can see entirely why you'd cut out. It's not convincing, and at it all. slows the film. The yeah. film stops, yeah. doesn't yeah, it? For you this know? whole sequence. Yeah. Um, and it's not particularly well acted. I mean, I think it's um, it's not the best acting from. I mean, obviously Harry Dean wasn't there. It was a, a prop, but uh, um, yeah, from Dallas and Ripley, mm. not not the best. No, no, no. Um, so. I thought we would just focus on one deleted scene, which I think is very yeah. significant um, uh, for for Brett, and that is one a very chatty Brett in in this deleted scene. All right. You see anything? No. What is it, Mr. Ash? Now, you're the science man. You let the fucking thing on here to study it. Now, you've studied it. What is it? How, I mean, how are we going to deal with it? I don't know, Brent. What? what? I used him as a host. It was some kind of incubator. Well, whatever the hell it is, we got to catch it and we got to eject it from the ship, right? Yes, and how precisely are you going to do that? We flush it out. Bash. Room by room, quarter by quarter. That'll take you. You have an alternative? I, I, our supplies are based on us spending a limited amount of time at the hypersleep. Well, I don't think that. we're going to go into the freezers with that thing running around loose, Ash. Oh, no, I think what it did is Kane's mask, for Christ's sake. We will be sitting ducks. What? Well, we're sitting around here shooting off our mouth. That thing was running around this ship. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I'm scared. Let's find a way of killing it. Can't kill it. His body asses will burn straight through the hull. Then we put on our pressure suits and blow all the uh, shit. That'll kill it. That is a terrific idea. Well, whose idea was in the first place to let that thing on board? It wasn't my oh, idea. Oh, 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 this is just a minute. Now, I really do hate to point this out, but it might be better off without oxygen. It's lived that way long enough. We have another problem. How do we find it? We're blind on B and C decks. What? All the screens are out down there. Oh, great. <sighs> Now what do we do when we find it? Where will you trap it somehow? Hey, that's it. Trap it. Put together some kind of a strong neck and a, a, a cattle prod. Let's get something together. Oh God, what are we listening to? Idiot! Hey, has anybody else got a better idea? How long would it take you to do that? Uh, uh what? A partner? Huh? What do you think? An hour? Twenty minutes? Well, wait a minute. Let me think. I'm for Christ's sake. 20 minutes to an hour, Jimmy. Right, do it. 20 minutes to an hour. More like two or three with that. Um, which is straight after Kane's death. Uh, they oh, all is, reconvene is where, in the galley. Yeah, it's where he's at. He's... Yeah, um, he's asking uh, Ash some questions. Yes, yeah, yeah. he, he yeah. says, Mr. Ash, yeah. you're the science officer, 
you know, you got the thing on here to study it. Now you've studied it. Now you've studied it. What is it? Yeah. Which is a bloody good question, and it's, it's coming from Brett. And why does no one else ask that question of Ash? Do you I know th- in the. You yeah, think Dallas the, would ask that you question? Would, yeah, I mean, it again shows Dallas not a great captain. Um, in the novelization, they they sort of at least give Dallas the thing where he he's thought of this that Ash must have known about this. There was ways that Ash had to know about the creature in Kane, but Ash must have his own reasons for not telling anyone. And Dallas goes along with it, which is very weird, but at least mm. it acknowledges it. Yeah, the fact that no one mentions this, but uh, good old Brett, he saw through it straight away, isn't it? Yeah, and I think it's very significant that Brett is asking Ash these questions, and yet again, just like with the cattle prod thing, Harry Dean Stanton is dead centre of frame. Yes, yeah. He's right in the middle of the picture at it ha- saying it, about yeah, it. It has a touch of the, again, because the rest of the film is so perfect, with these, these excise scenes... You can notice, like I think in this, there's a touch of the uh, the unscripted about some of the lines in this scene, and I think they could, with editing, you could have had this back in, and it would have been a great scene. That, but as a full scene, the way it's presented, that we see it at the moment, it's yeah, it's a touch rambling. It goes on a bit, but it's it's a great Brett scene. I wish I wish we'd have had it in short purely because. I would love to see more of Brett. That is a very long line from Brett about saying, yes, you know, you've yeah. got the thing on to study it, now you've studied it, what is it, and how are we going to deal with it, you know? And yeah. Ash says, I don't know, Brett. And, um, and you know, I think when Parker says, well, why don't we just, you know, go back into hibernation, you yeah. know, um, he points out, he said, we saw what the facehugger did to Kane's mask. Yep. So you can't go back into the freezerinos because, you know, if you can do that to Kane's mask, it can get yeah. to us while we're asleep. Yeah, which again, is, it really shows that Brett's tip-top in thinking this stuff. He's several steps ahead of Certainly everyone. more ahead than yeah. Dallas. Yeah. To be fair, the cat's more ahead than Dallas. <laughs> And, you know, when that argument starts, when, um, you know, they all start arguing, he's the one who calms things down, and it's then when he comes up with with the idea uh, of the net and cattle prod idea. Yeah, so he he comes up with that, goes off and makes them. Yeah, it's it's a great scene. It it shows a very proactive, intelligent Brett. And I wonder if they cut that, because they, they were definitely going with the idea that he was a bit... A bit um, Palmerish from the thing, you know. Yes. Wasn't really quite twigging what was going on, and I, yeah, it's it's definitely different when you put everything together. He's he's about the only one that realizes. So did the alien take him out because it knew he was the most intelligent? Took him out first. Oh, maybe. You know. Yeah. Ride the cat. Said, "Oi, Jonesy, Jonesy." <laughs> the thin one with the cap. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the slouching one. Yeah, slouching one. Yeah. Smells of old tobacco. <laughs> Zoom in on the smell, yes. And Jones is going, yeah, I will get him. He didn't clean my dirt tray. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yes, behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. Yeah, before we talk about Brett, yeah, that, that room, the vault... Yep. The, the, the temple, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, it is the a room holdover. of wonders. And aren't they wonderful? Um, yeah, it's, um, you know, down to Roger Christian. 
going to Norfolk to the scrapyard. Uh, um, the columns in the room are made from um, two Canberra bomber parts. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, inspired by the Lunar Lander. Everything's covered in gold foil. Yep. Um, you've also got uh, bits of helicopters in there as and other aircraft. Um, like you've got tank tracks. I always think it looks like the Lost in Space chariot. They're, they're, yes. You, yeah. you, you've got a thing of tank tracks with some like missile shell casings or something yeah. like that. Which is what again, I'm glad you said about that. The original idea was that they would be prospectors because that's always been my thought. That this looks like, this looks like mining stuff or, you know, ex- exploration. Mm. Um, and it makes sense. Yeah. Okay, doke. Um, yeah, Brett, the character, was named after George Brett. Who he? A, a Major League Baseball player mm. who played for the Canvas, Canvas, Kansas City Royals. And Never I've, heard of them. No. Um, and most people haven't heard of what he was originally called because in Dan O'Bannon's script, this is Cleve Hunter. Cleve Hunter. Yeah. Well, that sounds like, like uh, a private detective, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Adventures of Cleve Hunter. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Um, the uh, yeah, Harry Dean Stanton wasn't keen at yeah. all when he was given the script. Um, no. he, he thought it was bleak and he didn't like science fiction, uh, but he was won over by Ridley Scott's enthusiasm. That's what actually got him on board. Um, yeah, there's, there's an interview with him somewhere, isn't there, where he, he sort of says that, weirdly, considering his career, yeah, he um, he had no interest in sci-fi whatsoever. He thought it was just childish stuff. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Now this, um, you know, the death of Brett, um, the the water in the landing leg room. Then, right? Yeah. Harry Dean Stanton said it was his idea right. to have water coming down, um, but Nick Alder, you know, uh, right-hand man of Brian Johnson, uh, yeah. said it was his idea. Yeah, Nick says, yeah, Nick said to, you know, make it visually, you know, interesting. They they tried steam, they tried smoke, nothing was working. And Nick said it was his idea. All right. Um, And yeah, the explanation for what it is, Ridley Scott says it's condensation. Yeah. It's like the old um, Zeppelin hangers, the uh, the blimp hangers. You know, they're so high up, you get microclimates yeah. building up there, and you do get condensation well, it, form, and they, yeah. and it will rain indoors. It happened in um, in the uh, the set on Close Encounters in the hangar. Mm. Um, you know, when the spaceship comes down at the end, that, that was an indoor set, and it was so big and tall that yeah, cloud started forming <laughs> at the top. It's mad. That's mad, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, when you see the um, the rain coming down, if you look beyond yeah. the rain, you can see the ceiling of the claw room, and that's that the actually the roof of the soundstage. Yeah, that's I know. Co- so uh, all the lights that are up there is that just the soundstage lights? Yes, and the chains the are the soundstage chains. All oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> that's not that's not set dressing. Not set dressing. That's actually wow. See, that's that's clever. That's mm, clever. Yeah. Um, the original idea for the close-up of the alien was yeah. that the dome be full of maggots. Yes. Um, so that they're all moving and giving, you know, a little bit of movement to it. But the hot studio lights made them all fall asleep. Yeah. So, I just imagine so that, idea that like, was abandoned. on day one, they had all the maggots. Go, this is brilliant. Day two, they bring out the suit and go, did no one forget to clear the maggots? Oh, <laughs> oh dear. They're all just <laughs> dead maggots. Yeah. And the original idea was when Brett is in that room, you see the alien curled up in a ball like a spider yeah. in a web. 
swoops down quickly, gets Brett, but on the day of shooting, Ridley decided it's going to like reach out and caress his yeah. head, squeeze his head, and blood would run down Brett's yeah. face. Which, which you can see in the, uh, the extended version. Yeah, the one where he goes Parker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Because apparently, yeah, the alien was meant to squeeze his head and it cracks open. A bit yeah. like, you know, what Roy batty does to tyrell yeah in blade runner a couple Um, of years later and also from the from this sequence is the the tail between the legs that they later use in lambert's death this was brett and it was from this scene and it was yeah you there's actually a shot of it coming up between his legs and then poking him in the back on the nostromo sign (laughs) yeah yeah um uh, yeah and this whole coming down of the alien uh, we alluded to it earlier. Oh, yeah. Baleo, um, you know, he was meant to be on a large seesaw sort of arm. Right. So he was raised up and lowered down and, and was a real problem because you had to coordinate everything. You've got the, uh, the, the wire rig because the tail was on a wire. You've got the seesaw. Uh, you've got the, the blood pumping thing for um, Brett because he had blood tubes coming up over the back of his cap. Um, and on top of his head, and um, and yeah, the fella, the poor fella, he was upside down for long periods <laughs> of time. And after a while, he said, "I can't, I, I can't do this anymore." So they got Eddie Powell, as you say, to take over. Apparently, he Much fainted. Man. Yeah, but he fainted. Right. And and then Roy Scammell took over. Another famous stuntman took over to do it. But the actual on the the actual footage that you see on screen that is Eddie. Yeah. Um, Eddie came back for it when he was better, and that's the the footage that they got. All right. Yeah. It's a nice it's a nice sequence. It's real. I love the fact in this film that Riddle is every shot of the alien. He's trying to do something different with it. Mm. Some of them didn't work, and they cut them out. But yeah, I I do like that rather than. They're just insects, and and yes, and you you don't see it in its entirety no, until no. the very very end, and that's when it does. You know, yeah. oh, it is you a, go, man, oh, in a, a suit. man in a suit. But here, if like you say, if you know you were in that first audience and you hadn't seen the photo novel or anything like that, you don't know what you're looking at. No, you wouldn't have a clue all. what this thing was. And and also, you know, when it attacks Lambert as well, you still yeah. don't properly see it. Um, okay, right, so Harry Dean Stanton then, um, born in West Irvine, Kentucky in 1926, uh, graduated from Lafayette Senior High School uh, in 1944, went straight into the Navy, and served as a cook in, in the US Navy during World War II. A cook. Yeah. Well, I can imagine him with the apron tied around him. Still with a cigarette yeah. at the corner yeah. of his mouth. Yeah. Oh yeah, as he's dishing up. Yeah. Dripping fag ash into yeah. the food, yeah. He was on board an LST. What's an LST? Ian? Landing craft. Is it? Um, yeah. Right. Well, that's dodgy because I just thought, oh, that's a type of, you know, cruiser or something, and he's down in the kitchens. All right, he was on a landing craft during the Battle of Okinawa. Wow. So he saw action then. I watched a documentary about the Battle of Okinawa yesterday. Well, Harry Dean. It's Brett would have been in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, wow. After the war, he returned to the University of Kentucky. Uh, appeared in a production of Pygmalion before heading out to California, uh, where he was at the prestigious Pasadena Playhouse, toured around America with a male choir, worked in children's theatre. Can you see (laughs) Harry Dean in children's theatre? I would have loved to have seen Harry Dean as Brett on Sesame Street. (laughs) 
with the with, with the Hawaiian shirt on. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Ah, oh, that would have been amazing. With a Muppet alien. No, you know what we yeah. need. What Go we on. need is Brett and Parker with Grouch. Yes. Oscar yeah. the Grouch. <laughs> Moaning yeah, alongside out- Oscar. Yeah, trying to outgrouch each other. <laughs> that would be cool. Um, his first on-screen role uh, was in Mark of the Apache. All right. All right. He didn't play in Apache, did he? I hope not. Uh, he was quickly noticed and appeared... Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. I looked through his IMDb page. He yeah. was in so many cowboy films yeah. and war films. Well, he's films. got that look, hasn't he? Yes. He's got that look. Yeah, yeah. Some some notable things he was in before we reached Genre Tally. He was in Rawhide. He was in How the West Was Won, The Fugitive, The Untouchables, Gunsmoke, Godfather Part 2, of course. He was one of the feds, wasn't he, in Godfather Part 2? Yeah, I remember him so well from Kelly's Heroes. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and I'm going to kick my dog around. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's great in that. Yeah. And looks as old as he does, you know, um, 10 years later in Alien. Yeah. Yeah. And genre tally, yeah, for, for somebody who's not into science fiction uh, yeah. he's got a genre tally of 17 wow alright and that's because science fiction wanted him he might not want his science fiction but science fiction saw him the they came a knocking on his door want. didn't yeah. they yeah so uh, the wild wild west he was in that and right. credited as Dean Stanton alright yeah in that then Alien so it's quite a jump to to Alien and then almost immediately afterwards, of course, Escape from New York has Brains. Brain, yeah. Or Brain, Brain. yeah, not Brains. That's Thunderbirds. Yeah. Yeah. Can you can't swap them brains, two characters, yeah. can you? <laughs> no, Say not, Brains, not we need really. a new Thunderbirds craft. Yeah, not for me, mate. No. <laughs> can you imagine Lady Penelope looking like yeah. Adrian Barbeau? Oh, good grief. Um, well, I can now. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I remember him in the next one, of course, Christine. Where oh, yes, again, yeah. He's a detective yeah. in Christine. He knows what's going on all the way yeah. through that. Yeah, and you said earlier, yeah, Repo Man. He's great oh, in Repo great. Man. Great film, man. Really good. So, so far, so good. Uh, but then yep. he's in UFO Rhea. UFO Rhea. Euphoria? Or Euphoria, but UFO in I've, capitals, you know then I've Rhea. I've heard that title, but I can't think what it is. It's funny because it's got Cindy Williams in it. All right. Uh, is it like a, a sub, another sub airplane? Well, no, I, no, I think it's a sub-Close Encounters. It's a Fred ah, Ward and Cindy sense. Williams thing. But it's, it's funny that you, you said Cindy Williams yeah. earlier for that airplane spoof thing. Um, Fairy Tale Theatre was right. his next one, where he played Rip Van Winkle. And I can, see, yeah. I can see him as that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then Twin Peaks, Firewalk With Me. Yeah. Uh, then The Green Mile. Oh, he's brilliant in The Green Mile. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then Alien Autopsy, which is this, you know, um, you know. Was that the um, the Roswell thing? True yeah. life documentary pile of shite. Yep. Um, well, I hope you got paid for it. Um, yes. Uh, then Alice, which is a 2009 TV version of Alice in Wonderland, where he played oh, the I caterpillar. Yeah. All right. Um, and then Avengers. He yep. meets the Hulk, doesn't he? In in he Avengers, does, yeah. when when the Hulk crashes back to earth and the Hulk takes his clothes and then his final thing five times in the return of uh, Twin Peaks 
from a right. few years ago. I've, um, I've not seen the... Uh, no, I it, like Twin Peaks, but I've never got around to watching I adore Twin buy. Peaks, but yeah. um, I, I heard very good things about it. But yeah. it's never I've never seen it available to buy. No. It, it's not available on any streaming service over here, is it? No, no. I, I, it's one of those things, if, if it was available... I mean, I'm such a lazy viewer. If it was available and I could click into it, I'd probably sit and watch it. But, yeah, I... I you don't I just seek not had it the out. opportunity, you know. No. Uh, Merchandise-wise, now I know there's an Eagle Moss figure because I, I, yes, I got one and is, I yeah. repainted all but his Hawaiian there's shirt. There's a Necker. There is an. Isn't the Necker a, a, a double pack with Parker? Uh, no. Or can I you buy you him separately? On, I think you get him on his own. There is a there is a, a retro uh, reaction figure, but that is only in a, a three pack that is now more costly than bloody gold bullion. No, all right, all right. Um, yeah, there's not a lot. Not a lot. I know. It, did I you make he appeared one? On. Yeah, you, I've got an I my models one. Uh, I never did it as a kit, but I've got the original that I made because I was going to do a Parker and Brett kit, and I've got. I think I sent you a photo a while back. Um, I've I've still got the originals I did for it. I just never got out to molding them. Well, right. Okay. Uh, next thing, do they fit in Alien? <laughs> it's a bit of a uh, daft question. Yeah, it wouldn't wouldn't be Alien without. No. Yeah. Good way of putting it. And no, he's not on stupid deaths. No. Um, so, all right. Well, we, let's do our alien tally then. Our alienness factor. Um, the, yeah. What do you give him out of ten? Well, th- this was difficult for me in one respect because I've I've said all along Parker's my favourite character, and I think that's still true. But this is such a double act. And I thought, can I can I give him another ten, or should I drop it to like nine point five or something? But I'm going to give him a ten because I think he's worth it. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't because I've said you know I I, I very specifically uh, put my, uh, yes. my my scores out for the alien characters and uh, I haven't budged from that and uh, the score that I'm giving him is because there are other characters still to come along yeah okay and so I've I've only given him an 8 wow alright so that's a 9 okay but but you'll be pleased to hear he's in second place he's directly below his boss Parker as it should be as it should be so yeah he's got a 9 Parker beats him Parker is 9.85 Right. Okay. I think I think that's fair. I can live with that. Yeah. Yeah. No one is sharing an escape pod yet. All right. Um, not one. Everyone's got their own distinct number so far. Yeah, we haven't done enough yet, have we? I think. No, no. But uh, well, let's see what happens next time. What um, did what did uh, what did Elgin get? Elgin got a four. So close. <laughs> El- Elgin, yeah, um, yeah. Um, quite so a while away as, um, from these two. As far as uh, um, sci-fi engineers go, if you were running a ship, who who would you want? Would you want Scotty from Star Trek? Would you want uh, um, Brett and Parker? Um, what other engineers? The the um, Oscar Goldman from uh, Forbidden Planet. <laughs> who would you want as an engineer? Would you want someone like? I would want Scotty Parker, because Scotty yeah. is a miracle worker, that isn't is he? True, because yes. he always exaggerates the amount of time and he, he comes in under time. Whereas, yeah. you know, in that deleted scene we've talked about, you know, 
Dallas says to Parker and Brett, how long to make up the, these incinerators, these cattle prods, and they say 20 minutes to an hour, and he says, well, it's going to, with them two, it's going yeah. to be like two or three hours. So yeah, that, 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 they're much slower than Scotty, so I'd have to go for Scotty, yeah. I think. Also, I imagine where Scotty would probably smell of quite decent quality whiskey it's going to be a better smell than yes, yeah, old yeah. Virginia. Yeah, yeah old Virginia. <laughs> okay, uh, that's done then. That's done. Yeah, good yeah. old Brett. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, he's got a nine. He's got a nine. Let's see uh, where our next characters go on that list. Oh, I don't I've, know who I've got is. to announce them. Um, before the I announce... Aliens. Aliens. Before... I, I, I announce it though. Uh, no, next time we we are recording. It's our first time to Blade Runner twenty forty nine, isn't oh, it? Oh yes, you're right. Yes. For Blade Runner in character, I where do, we're going. Yeah, I, I sometimes think I live in some sort of time warp because because as far as recording, we've already done that, haven't we? Yes, we've done yeah. the first one, so but yeah, we're coming up to the yeah. second one, which is Sapper Morton. Oh, we're going to be yes. talking about Sapper Morton next Sunday, uh, and yeah, in two weeks' time, uh, we're back to Hadley's Hope. Um, with the Colonial Marines still, right. uh, with another double act. Before we had uh, Pharaoh and uh, Spunkmeyer, this yep. time we've got Dietrich and Wyspowski. Wyspowski! Wyspowski! Do you think we've got to shout his name in a Michael Bean way yeah. every yeah. time? <laughs> Wyspowski, he's over there. Yeah, every time I write down Wyspowski, I'm going to put an exclamation yeah. mark at the end I, of it. We should probably keep this for but I did honestly think... He was saying, "Where's Bowski? Where's Bowski?" Yeah, like because he's like in the middle of the battle. He's going, "Where's Bowski?" And it was only afterwards, <laughs> later on. Oh, where's Bowski? It's a name. Yeah. <laughs> I think who's Bowski? <laughs> well, back then, you know, when Aliens first came out, I mean, oh, maybe I've maybe Wyspowski is in the uh, Alan Dean Foster novel, but you know, we didn't have the tons didn't know, of no. books and stuff that we've got now, did we? No, you had uh, you had what you saw and could remember from the cinema. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. Those were the days. Those were, were the days. days. Okie doke, right, that's it. We are Brilliant. done with old Sammy Boy. Okay. Good old, good old Brett. Good old Brett, and he was a good old boy. Yeah, he was, yeah. Okie doke, okay, Ian. Well, nice yeah, one. yeah, um, I'll speak to you next week about Blade Runner then. All right, cool, good stuff. Well, my, my Blu ray's turned up, so I can finally watch it. Okie doke, all right, and I can finally hang this uh, Hawaiian shirt back up. Yes, back yeah. in the don't cupboard. iron it though. No, I won't. Wouldn't be authentic. <laughs> Okie doke. All right, cheers, Good Ian. Stuff. Thanks, listener. Thanks, right, bye-bye. Bye. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. <laughs>